public has no idea what's going on. How do you address those skeptics? Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. Well, Mo, he thinks he knows more than what he does. Any man who hides behind a mask is either incredibly ugly or is the Batman. You're tuned into Wrestling Audio's original program. Did it for The Rock. You're tuned into The Big Show. What? Make sure to download the Wrestling Audio app on Google Play. There is exclusive content. Over 100 shows we've hosted exclusively for the app. Just posted one earlier this week from Warrior Wrestling, the debut event in Chicago recently. You want to check that out. And, uh, you know, if you like it, hopefully you like our shows, give us a positive review. We'd uh, definitely appreciate that. Hi, I'm Mo Lightning. He is Greg the Sound Guy. Greg, what's up, dog? Hey. What's new in your world? Ah, uh, not much. Same old, same old. Riveting. I know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, well, watched any more Sunday Night Heat? Uh, is WWE Camp back yet? It is. I I watched the first uh, episode. Uh, that's all I had a chance to watch. It was it was okay. That's why I haven't talked about it on air at all. <laughs> You're waiting for me to call you out. <laughs> it was just okay. It was, I mean, they they still got John Cena made out to be a wiener, which is kind of funny. And then the Vince McMahon character is still like the character that kind of steals the show. I don't know. I watched the first episode when it was as soon as it came out on Sunday night. It was a couple weeks ago. So they probably got like three or four episodes now of the new season. And I haven't watched them yet. Well, maybe they just need to get warmed up, you know? Maybe that first one, it's like a pilot episode of a TV show. I know it's season right. two, but that first episode's normally a rough episode. Yeah, they can't hey, all be The Office with the I Dundies. know, I mean, what, Seinfeld didn't catch on till like, season three or four. Right, right. I mean, WWE Camp's not going to make it to season three or four, <laughs> but but I like, I like your optimism. No, no, nobody thought it was going to be season two. It was, what, two or three years before they finally did season two? Yeah, I find it funny, actually, that they they cancel Unfiltered with Renee Young and some of these other interview-based shows because the production costs were too much. But an animated series is somehow cheap. And I know you could probably computer animate it to an extent, but still. Yeah, you still... There's still a lot of production costs and a a lot of time that has to go into any animated series, even. I mean, unless you're South Park, I mean, they bang those out in what, less than a week. But most of the other ones, uh, uh, and, and the only other thing as of note is, you know, since since we did mention, you know, one thing that I was looking for in, this, in, in the new season is since it's been two or three years um, since the last season, any of the new roster members that they create characters for, for any of the, the roster members that's been added to the WWE since the first season. And uh, at least in the first episode, we have a kid version of Seth Rollins. Uh, Another one that I don't even remember, but that was like the only two like new members that was added. And and you you couldn't even tell what kind of, what type of character they were going to be because they were just background characters. So they didn't get to show any of the personality of the animated character. I want to say I look forward to future reviews, but I really don't. <laughs> uh, I really hope the show continues to be disappointing, even to you. Uh, 
but it is what it is. And if it does get better, they introduce new characters. Keep us updated. All right. Maybe I'll try to get to the, the second episode before next week. Yeah, okay. It sounds good. That sounds like a plan. Uh, we can work with that. But today, here on this program, news, rumors, headlines. We've got a couple stories to talk about. And then Greg's going to give us some Royal Rumble fun facts. Are we at 94? Yeah, we're at 1994. You know, that that was the year when you, we had two Rumble winners and the murder of a zombie mortician. Whoa. Whoa, I, I can't wait for those fun facts. We're going to do that <laughs> the second half of the show. Uh, Greg, I toss it right back to you. What's caught your attention in the news, rumors, and, and headlines this week? Well, probably the, the, the biggest uh, WWE news right now, uh, I guess financially, would be their deal with Fox. Uh, SmackDown Live uh, will be headed to the Fox Network next year. Um, and end of, it's quite, end of 2019, we should point out. Yeah, it's sorry, not like January years. 1st. Right, right. Uh, so a little over a year away. But it's a uh, huge multi-year deal uh, that is bringing the WWE allegedly $1 billion over the uh, multi-year deal that they signed with Fox. And what's your first take, your initial reaction to... SmackDown moving to uh, Fox while Raw remains on USA Network. Well, my first reaction was is I had to check my stock, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that this announcement has has uplifted the stock price. I, sh- I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> I should have known that was coming. And and and, and actually, I, anybody out of right now is the time to buy because this is the the WWE. They're making money. Uh, the sky is the limit. Time's the buy now. Sure, sure. At least right now, yeah. Let's see how it works uh, once they debut. Like, so maybe the next year or so, you have a nice window there. Uh, assuming no wrestler or former wrestler murders his family, um, <laughs> I think I think you'll be okay. But I'm curious to see what happens when SmackDown moves over. It's it's still quite some time away. It's a year right. and a half away before this happens. So uh, the product. The roster, the presentation, all of that could be night and day difference by then. So it's really kind of hard to, 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 to know what to look forward to. Other than it's now going to expose WWE to a larger audience. Not everybody pays for cable, uh, right. but still may get the basic package. Some people still even somehow use the rabbit ears to, or the digital, whatever, the digital receiver. Uh, they, they still just use that fox well, is in all of those systems then there, there's more and more people that are doing there's more and more people that are cutting the cable now sticking with their streaming services for you know basically replacing the cable with their streaming boxes or streaming services and then if they want the local channels you know to keep up on the local news and they hook up their rabbit ears and you're seeing the antenna making the comeback after what 30 40 years of cable uh prominence yeah so fox actually are fox is gonna reach pretty much every household yeah fox is there's a local fox affiliate almost everywhere in the u.s so even if you don't have cable you got the antenna you still in and even back when uh, what was it upn when they've smackdown was first on a a network broadcast on upn not everybody got upn like there wasn't a upn affiliate in every spot where 
somebody had their rabbit ears going. Fox has a, a lot larger reach than what UPN had back in, what was it, 01 or 99 when, uh, when they first was on uh, broadcast television. Well, we posted this news as it was breaking uh, on our Facebook page, and actually on all of them, but uh, Facebook is where we got the most response, and it's been completely mixed. Uh, the reaction has been mixed, and I want to bring some of these up. Uh, David uh, from, uh, or Spanish, from the Game Fix podcast, if you're a video gamer, check them out. Um, David originally started, there was a lot of back and forth betwixt myself and, and him. Uh, he He's nervous about it, because he thinks that moving to Fox is going to make them even more family-friendly. I don't, they're, they're TVPG. I don't see them becoming TVG for this, so. And, and, it's, and it's Fox. Fox is right. shy when it comes to some of the stuff. I mean, they, they run Family Guy, which right, fam- certainly, right. I, I'm not too concerned by it, but there was, a, he wasn't the only one. You know, he, he's the, the one I point out uh, on, on this, but he certainly wasn't the only one uh, um, expressing that concern. While like somebody like Kevin uh, thinks, thinks it'll be great that they uh, hit the market, uh, got the max money they could out of it. It's going to get more exposure. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. I think for SmackDown on Fox to be a success, you need a separate writing team for it. Not just Road Dog producing. <laughs> you need a separate team. So you're not seeing the same thing on Raw and SmackDown. Different stations, I don't care. If you want SmackDown to be taken seriously, take it seriously. Now, in this report that you came across, did it say anything about remaining at two or moving to three hours? It did not, and I was wondering at myself if it was still gonna if it was gonna remain at two or not. I read um, somewhere that they may move it to three, and then I also was reading. Not every article pointed this out, but one article I read had mentioned that the Tuesday night SmackDown is moving back to Fridays. Yeah, it did mention it's going to be on Friday. And your thoughts on that? Do you think the day of the week is going to affect it? I don't know if it'll affect because I just from what I read in the article I have, it's still supposed to be live because Fox basically wanted a live broadcast. It seems unlikely that they're going to switch it back because you know last time SmackDown was on Fridays, they recorded it on Tuesday, sure. and it was shown as so. And, and WWE seemed to like that. Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, you know, it seemed to work out better for their production. Sure. For WWE to have to kind of separate live production uh, by multiple days uh, might make it more difficult for WWE to do that. But if it's bringing in that much money, it's obviously worth it. So, and then... The, the, the article was going back and forth whether or not it was going to be live, but then it said, you know, it's likely it would have to be live because that's why Fox is paying all the money that they're paying. And it was saying that Fox wants more live because Fox sold off a lot of their uh, intellectual uh, properties to Disney mm-hmm. in that big Disney deal. So they're kind of rebranding this as the new Fox and they want it to be primarily live television because fox has a deal with the nfl and um something else some other sport that's obviously live uh i don't know if i don't think it's baseball they mentioned nfl and somebody else 
We'll see. Uh, you know, a lot of people I did read elsewhere. Nobody on our page specifically pointed out, but there was uh, some interest, maybe curiosity is the word, of why Fox would go for WWE over UFC, who was also on the market. Uh, thing is, WWE can be controlled. I mean, we can we can dictate storylines and probably have easier crossovers where, uh, you know, whatever whatever the hot new show is that Fox is going to promote before canceling <laughs> it four episodes later, we get to see them on SmackDown now. <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, you were asking me about uh, Sunday Night Heat episodes, and uh, I didn't realize how much crossover that they did with the Sunday Night USA Network broadcast. It was, uh, at the time in 98, it was uh, Pacific Blue. Oh, yeah, Pack Blue, baby. <laughs> Pack Blue with Mario Lopez making an appearance on uh, Sunday Night Heat and then Sable making uh, a guest star and Triple H guest starring on uh, Pack Blue. And then uh, Val Venus made an, uh, an appearance once, right, too? I mean, it, maybe not. I, I have, maybe I haven't gotten to that yeah. episode where they promoted that. I've seen where they promoted Triple H. And then uh, they promoted Sable's appearance, and then so they did a lot of cross, like like you were saying, they did a lot of cross promotion. Sure. With and then and then WWE was always promoting. You know, when you're done watching this show, you got Pack Blue, uh, Silk Stockings, and La Femme Nikita on uh, right after this. You know, so there was there was that cross promotion even back then. You know, with the USA Network and uh, WWE with Sunday Night Heat at the time. I want to point this out to people. Um, I just got a notification on my phone, and the timing is absolutely <laughs> coincidentally awesome. Uh, I, I, it was LinkedIn sent me a job notification that the XFL is looking for a social media director. Oh, there you go. So, so if anybody uh, thinks that you got the chops, that uh, you're a social influencer, and you want to work for Vincent Kennedy and McMahon, sort of, kind of. But, uh, that, that, oh, that apparently was posted a day ago, so get on that. <laughs> get on that, everyone. Sorry to interrupt. I know it's not what we were talking about, but. No, that's all right. Uh, just all when when the XFL comes calling, you answer, all right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this this is what's going to make the, the stock skyrocket even more. Ah, man, I, right, now is the time to buy. I mean, no, five years from now, five years from now, they're going to be like, man, I wish I would have listened to Listen to Greg, because uh, if I were to put a, a couple pennies in now, it'd be worth a couple bucks. <laughs> we'll look back upon this conversation one day. I'm like, man, <laughs> I could use that three bucks right now. <laughs> if Here's... I would have just put those three pennies in, it would have been three bucks now. Well, no. Think if, it, if you would have bought Amazon in 1998, if you would have just put a hundred bucks in Amazon in 1998. Be almost a millionaire today. Can you imagine how successful you would have been, Greg, had you put money on Justice League outperforming Avengers <laughs> Infinity War in its opening weekend? Man, man, you would you would be uh, filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> yes, you would. Yes, you would. All right. So if, Fox if is uh, gathering actual uh, dollar amounts of the. The movies made, yeah, pr probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fox grabbing SmackDown uh, after October of next year. So plenty of time for the USA Network to try to ruin it. <laughs> right.
Well, we'll stick with uh, broadcasts here. The WWE just informed their broadcast partners that all pay-per-views will now be extended to four-plus hours in length. The broadcast partners referring to the the uh, pay-per-view providers that still sell these as pay-per-views. It makes sense that they would, I mean, if it's on their own network, they don't have to worry about bumping any other programming or, I mean, that's, that's easy. And if you're combining both shows now, unless you want to see the same stars in the same matches all the time, you're, you're going to have to expand it at least a little bit to, to be able to move some more mid carters in there. To, to fit a, maybe two 205 live matches instead of just one. Yeah, I wouldn't go overboard, Greg. <laughs> We, we may extend the pre-show for that, the kickoff show. We'll extend that an extra hour so we get an extra 205 live in there. But now the main card has Rusev jobbing out to somebody we don't want to see him lose to. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. To me, I have to be in the mood. Like, if it's a good card, I don't mind if it's a longer show. But creatively, it just feels like it's, it's such a slump right now that the idea of a six-hour Money in the Bank pay-per-view, I don't know, sounds too exhausting to me. I'm old. Since you mentioned Money in the Bank, uh, its official starting time is 7 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. Right. You know, it makes sense. It really does. Uh, You're already paying your 10 bucks a month or whatever for the network. It's it's fine. You know, uh, you choose to watch it or not. It really is simple as that. You got an extra hour of, of poorly booked matches now. Well, it's on demand. You can watch it fast forward after it's already over. Yeah, and just hope nobody spoils it for you in the meantime. <laughs> Stay off social media. Good idea. Good idea, Greg. As a guy who helps me found and uh, and run <laughs> a website that based solely on the internet, stay off of social media and the, the internet. You can be on the internet, just stay off social media. <sighs> You know, you tried to make our site like a social media site once. You, know, you remember that? <laughs> what would you do then? Would you stay off our... Well, never mind. Yeah, you, <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Don't answer that, Greg. Don't answer that. No, it's, it does seem like Money in the Bank is the first one that is the extended pay-per-view time. Uh, so be ready. Be warned. It's, it's more wrestling coming at us. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Rusev because that's our, our, our next... Uh... News article here, uh, several months ago, you know, the WWE paired Rusev up with Aiden English, and uh, the two uh, ended up creating one of the the biggest fan favorite gimmicks on the roster today, you know, Rusev Day. Uh, But it seems like Rusev Day might be coming to an end. Oh, God, what is this one now? Uh, It seems that it's being reported by an unnamed source. You know, uh, you, you can always rely on the, that source named unnamed uh, that the WWE is expected to uh, have Rusev turn on Aiden English very soon and end all Rusev Day references. Instead, opting for Rusev uh, to play uh, his original, more ruthless character. You know, we should do an entire show sometime. Of of gimmicks that were getting over that WWE squashed. Right. Uh, <laughs> Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is the exact first one that comes to mind. Like, oh, the guy becomes the first internet sensation in pro wrestling. Let's ruin that. 
And now, and now Rusev Day, who very briefly, but all the same, was the number one merchandise sailor or seller in WWE uh, for a week or two. Not very long, but hey, he climbed the top of that mountain, and uh, you know, not many stars can say that. Got himself over with this, so sure, let's have WWE ruin that. And what was it? He was he was in the casket match, then he was out of the casket match, and he was back in it, then out of it. And then maybe got some ice cream and then was back in it again for the uh, for getting ice cream. (laughs) I had some ice cream today, actually. That's why I was thinking about it. But the ice cream place messed up my order, which highly disappointed me. I wanted extra strawberry with uh, the flavor bubbles and they didn't. They gave me the flavor bubbles, didn't give me the strawberry. I was digging toward the bottom to see if it was at the bottom. And I was already in the car halfway home and I wasn't turning around. Well, everybody, this is a metaphor for Rusev Day. <laughs> Rusev, Rusev is the ice cream that Greg ordered. <laughs> uh, and we want the Rusev Day, and we want to cheer him. That's the strawberries and the bursting, what did you call them? The flavor bubbles. They're like flavor those, bubbles, okay. The, Technical term. I don't know. I don't know what they're, they're like little bubbles that when you bite into them, they like, burst open with liquid i don't know so what they're made out of vince mcmahon and the creative team are the ice cream parlor and (laughs) rusev day is the strawberries and they're going to take it away whereas greg wasn't ever served the strawberries they're going to remove the strawberries from our ice cream yeah i specifically requested extra strawberry over top my mango bubbles but no i got the mango bubbles but not the strawberry yeah and that's the same thing we're gonna get the rusev but without the day (laughs) Very sad. Very sad. I, I really hope that's just a rumor. I hope that doesn't come to fruition. I know they have a really set... Even though none of the stars follow a heel-face dynamic. They're just a character that's either cheered or booed. Almost all of them <laughs> unanimously say that. But it seems like the creative team and the bookers and the agents have a very defined, he's supposed to be cheered, he's supposed to be booed. And... Just instead of just embracing that Rusev could be a popular face for him, they they're really desperate just to be like, no, 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 he's got to be a heel. It just it makes <laughs> or, no sense. Well, Ro- Roman Reigns is like, you know, we should just make this guy a heel. He gets booed every time he comes out. No, 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 no. He's our he's the baby face of the company, even though everybody's booing him. I mean, I understand not listening to the crowd for every star. I absolutely get that. But look at Braun Strowman's po- uh, yeah, popularity ever since they, they one, un- un- just unleashed him, allowed him to do what he does. But he's officially a face now. He's a good guy. And it seems like he's even more beloved than he was before. Right. It's because they just embraced it and went with it where he probably could have been a monster heel that stayed a heel. But... Uh, for whatever reason, WWE is really stubborn about Rusev, and I just, I don't get it. They were the ones that pushed him to the moon for a year and a half. <laughs> so it's not like we well, chose Rusev to be our guy. They shoved him down our throats for a while, and thankfully, he shows the personality over time that we embrace. It's just, it boggles my mind. I mean, again, you can't do it for everyone, because if that's the case, then there's going to be a lot of big feuds that are screwed up, but you know, like this week at raw Ember moon got an okay pop, but the bad guy, Alexa bliss got a huge pop. <laughs> you know, you can't always listen to the crowd, but in this case, if people are buying the merchandise and chanting for him, why are you punishing him for that? Right. 
think that, that you'd make more money off of uh, embracing it. I mean, Aiden English, I don't know if people really want to cheer him. I mean, I think they like him through association of right. Rusev, but people want to cheer Lana. The dudes love a hot blonde. Exactly. I, 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 I totally I don't get agree it. with you. It boggles my mind, Greg. It does. I will, Even to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, in 96, 97, the guy was, they, he was pushed as a heel. He was, yeah, but then the crowd just, you know, gravitated toward that personality at the time. And it, it made sense to turn him a face because that's what everybody wanted at the time. Yeah, I, I don't, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it was a different era, of course. You know, there was there was some stars that they held back, even though we were kind of cheering them. They still stayed the course, but it just seems like they also had a better grasp on characters back then. Maybe it's just in hindsight, you know, nostalgia <laughs> makes us think otherwise. It's just, I don't know. Like Rusev seems like they're they're punishing him almost because he's doing his job. <laughs> well, former. And probably continue to be former WWE superstar Enzo Amore will be making his first public appearance since his departure from the company. And since uh, he issued this statement via his attorney uh, announcing that the case against him has been dropped to insufficient evidence. Um, The uh, appearance he'll be making is appearance in Times Square. All it says is. Times Square to next week, Monday at 9 p.m. to thank his supporters. I don't know if it's like a press conference type thing or. It's going to be a flash mob. (laughs) His little shuffling thing he used to do on stage. (laughs) Maybe. That's literally all it says. Uh, And then on the count of three, everybody scream out, how you doing? (laughs) He posted a photo to message announcing he'll be in Times Square. In New York City at 9 p.m. to thank his supporters. Cool. I actually wonder, now that he's been cleared, that the Phoenix police found no evidence to support right. that he, he raped this uh, the woman that claimed uh, that right. accused him of it. I, I don't know. I think WWE's probably going to shy away from bringing him, him back. But I wonder if, like an all-in this September in Chicago. Right. I wonder if or impact or, or, or impact somebody's going to try to use that momentum. The dude's charismatic and he he gets eyeballs on your product. Right. So yeah, I I, I think the thing with him and WWE why they wouldn't bring him back is just just the fact that he had this investigation against him, and if he maybe would have told WWE to begin with, it might have worked out better for him in WWE's eyes, you know, rather than keeping it under wraps, not saying anything to his employer until it leaked to the media. And then they found out through the media. I know almost everybody would agree with you there. And I'm not saying you're wrong either, but just for the the sake of, of uh, devil's advocate, right. maybe he didn't say anything because this whole time he claimed innocence. And now after maybe all is said and done, it was deemed innocent. Right. So it's like at the same time, maybe he didn't expect it to blow up on social media like it did for him to tell his employer that, hey, there could be an investigation on me. Well, there, there was. that's the thing. There was they were investigating him and he knew he was being investigated. And 
he should have told him at the beginning that I think in the end might have looked better. I'm sure WWE would have probably released him sooner and done what they what they do, you know, if anybody's, you know, but then it might have given him a better chance of getting back in versus now where it kind of seemed like he hit it until it blew up on social media. Anybody remember the Emma situation? Where yeah, the, with the the shoplifting. The yeah, 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 yeah. That she was shoplifting, fired immediately, and then right. like four hours later rehired. Right, right. I mean, like rape or shoplifting. They're not. It's apples to oranges. Uh, it's obviously different, uh, different matters here. Yes, uh, I'm not downplaying uh, the severity of Enzo's charges, but at the same time, if WWE is is willing, these people that with their DUIs with their convictions these people are brought back to the company all because uh, uh, eric arndt enzo amori didn't report an investigation that he was cleared of all wrongdoing it's just weird that that would be held against him more than people actually spending time in prison there was reports of major heat with him and other people backstage too. There's always that. that we'd been talking about that for God a year and a half beforehand. So yeah, <laughs> they may have been looking for an excuse, and there's a so, great excuse to get rid of him. Right, right. But at the same time, if you look on you know pen to paper, there are stars that have actually been in jail or have hit other people with their car, whatever, while they were drunk, and they're brought back to the company. But, you know, Enzo has this blemish on his record for not reporting something he was cleared from. Right. It's just, it's, we'll, we'll see how that moves forward. I mean, this is all still new. This is all fresh. WWE may release a statement saying, you know, I don't know what they would say. It's not necessarily welcoming him back, but maybe congratulating him on being cleared of all charges. We wish him best moving forward. Future endeavor sort of crap, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do, but I think he's still got some. Right now, I think he's got momentum. He is the WWE stock of the independent wrestling scene. Right now is the time to buy, Greg. (laughs) I don't even think he got a a future endeavors thing. I think they were just like, we released Enzo due to this. And he, he didn't even get that final sentence. I don't even think he had that. And we wish him the best in his future endeavors. He didn't even get that. Well... No, I mean, at that point, they didn't know if he was going to jail, so his future <laughs> endeavors may have involved Tiny putting it in his butt. Uh, one final news article here. It has to do with All In. Like like Tiny and Enzo's butt. <laughs> no, no, not that All In. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks uh, All In self-funded, which I don't think it's actually totally self-funded. It seems like there's other people in the background behind the scenes that's but but regardless um you know the event that sold out in under 30 minutes uh there's a huge demand on whether or not it's going to be broadcast so people have been asking cody over twitter you know hey i'm not going to be able to make it there but i really want to see it is it going to be broadcast? So uh, he replied back that at the time, there is no plans to broadcast at the moment. Uh, but we did have some fun meetings in L.A., Baltimore, and Dallas 
uh, probably cover some of it on being the elite. So I don't. Do you know what the? It's kind of cryptic. Uh, you know, having meetings in L.A., Baltimore, and Dallas. Does, does that mean anything regarding broadcasts? I don't know. I mean, those are those are some big cities with some big companies located in them. So I think discussions are there. So right now, when he says there's no plans, that's probably true. You don't want to say yeah, there's plans if you don't have a deal set up. So I'm willing to bet they're going to announce something. Maybe it's even just an online stream. I, I bet they announce something. I would almost think that because if they truly don't, if they truly don't broadcast, it's going to be broadcast from everybody's uh, cell phone and social media accounts. Because, you know, there's going to be people there with their, especially if everybody that's in attendance knows that it's not being broadcast, there's going to be people recording what they can and uploading what they can. So it'll be all over YouTube and social media. It's it's their opportunity to get ahead of it. They've been ahead of it the entire time with the announcement and the teasers and the press party. I mean, they've they have done a great job with the all in campaign so far. Right. I can't imagine they let the fans necessarily dictate what's going to happen on social media and, and the the Facebook lives and the Instagram lives and right, the snaps right. and all that. I think we're going to have that too, but I think All In is going to be announcing some sort of broadcast or streaming partner sooner than later. Especially when they're having a podcast event the same weekend. <laughs> that's all about streaming. It'd be so odd that the all-in event's not. It's That would make no sense to me. But I actually have a news story for you, Greg. Oh, yeah? Uh, news, Greg that for, uh, news that Greg forgot, uh, which I will have the voice person actually voice that intro for us eventually. <laughs> um, but she's on vacation right now, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, I was just reading today. It was actually a different podcast, Stone Cold's podcast. He had the big show on. And there had been back and forth... A lot of people are, are swear to God that Big Show was retired, and then we see like the greatest Royal Rumble has him promoted on it, uh, and, and but then he doesn't show up. So the back and forth debate went on, raged on for for months now. But Big Show was on the uh, on the podcast said that he signed a three year contract this past January of 2018 and will be with the WWE continually wrestling. Probably on a part-time level, he didn't specify, but he is still an active wrestler on the WWE roster for three years. <laughs> he directly said it, so anybody that likes to argue with us that he's retired or he's too injured to go, you tell him that. Right. He's. He did say he, he was supposed to be back for the Royal Rumble this year, uh, but he ended up having a, an emergency surgery uh, that he couldn't work through, so he missed it and... Uh, it just didn't make sense for him to come back for anything for WrestleMania. So we'll see him when we see him, but he's not going anywhere. I just wanted to put I that didn't to think rest. He was. I got tired of arguing with people. <laughs> I mean, I like arguing with you, Greg. I like arguing with balls. You just don't like arguing with people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Person is fine. People, <laughs> ugh. No, thank you. All right. So for there's any other news articles that we forgot to talk about that you think we should, uh, sock it to us at Wrestling Audio on all the socials. Greg, it's still your show, baby. Let's talk some Royal Rumble fun facts. Uh, 1994. Fun fact, uh, the, 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 the new generation was, uh, was full steam ahead. Damn right it was. Well, I don't know if full steam is the term I would use. New generation, yeah, it, yeah. They wasn't quite running. Wasn't quite running on diesel power yet. We were almost there. 
Yeah, yeah, well, they... It, it's so funny, like, we, we look back and glamorize Diesel, but Diesel was not a good headliner at that time. <laughs> like, ratings and attendance was at a real bad low at that time, and your, your top stars kind of reflect that, so... Well, uh, fun fact, in, in the 94 Royal Rumble, fun fact number one, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow replaced Ludwig Borga. Sure, sure, makes perfect sense. Uh, Ludwig Borga was the uh, the guy that ended Tatanka's uh, winning streak, and uh, the 1993 Royal Rumble was to be uh, Tatanka's shot at payback. Uh, but... Unfortunately, uh, while wrestling Rick Steiner, uh, Borga uh, injured his ankle. So he was out of action, uh, was not able to do that rematch with Tatanka. So that's where Bam Bam Bigelow filled in. Uh, Borga never did return to WWE action, despite being promoted for WrestleMania 10 coming up. The card is always subject to change, my friends. Always is. From what I heard, though, the the guy had pretty uh, a rough life after that. Uh, he got in the MMA. He even got in the music. He feel because he's from Finland, uh, and uh, did other things. But I guess uh, you know drugs and other issues. And I I think he ended up committing suicide later on. Yeah, I mean he obviously had some demons he couldn't uh, outrun or out wrestle. So. You know, it's it's unfortunate. It is a, yeah. I mean, I, I suffer from uh, mental depression myself. I'm not exactly shy about that. Uh, there are demons that I'm probably going to be stuck with them the rest of my life. It, it's, it could be a short life. It may be a long life. I don't really know. But, uh, you know, it's something you just can't shake. No matter what you do, it it's always there. And maybe having that spotlight such a large spotlight being in such a major promotion for so long and then and then losing that opportunity not being able to perform at the level you used to be able to uh you know back then we know how much the stars used to like to party so uh adding drugs or alcohol to this uh mental equation just really amplifies things i mean yeah i'm sure it added up pretty quickly and it was hard to to get back on track well, he did become a member of the Finla, uh, Finnish parliament. See, told you, mental anguish never goes away. <laughs> uh, fun fact number two, uh, Jacques Rougeau set an unusual rumble record. Tell us. <laughs> uh, he became the first to wrestle five different matches at the Royal Rumble, between five different Royal Rumble matches and never Royal Rumble pay-per-views and never compete in the actual Rumble match itself. So from 89 to 94 minus 93, he wrestled in every single Royal Rumble pay-per-view, but never the Rumble match itself. Good. (laughs) Good. You stay out of my Rumble. (laughs) So yeah, Jacques Rougeau was always at the Rumble pay-per-view, never in the Rumble itself. No, actually, I have nothing against Jacques Rougeau. It is odd. You'd think he'd be the perfect jobber to toss over the ropes to be able to pad somebody's stats, and, but you know. And uh, uh, other people other people have, have wrestled that many, uh, uh, wrestled more Rumble matches than that, but they've always partaked 
like double duty or something they were always in the rumble match itself so yeah, so that's what kind of sets him apart he's a duty <laughs> <laughs> uh it was uh number three it was disputed on who levitaker was so remember i mentioned earlier you know the the undertaker uh dies when his essence is expelled from uh, paul bear's urn he's then stuffed into a casket True. by uh you know a bunch of heels uh but hey they had casket cam in there so we could see what mark callahay was doing uh inside of inside of a casket and then suddenly uh the untaker is floating out of the flame you know up into the the great beyond kind of like uh poochie in his farewell episode wow. there's a simpsons reference there wow you know, it's been a while since you've actually given us a good Simpsons reference on the air. <laughs> Any long-time wrestling audio followers may know that this was a weekly thing for Greg. <laughs> but it's it's been a while, so I'm actually I'm actually kind of proud that you brought it back, Greg. It hasn't felt like home. <laughs> for years, it was, the belief was that it was Marty Jannetty uh, playing the role of Levitaker as he ascended toward the great beyond. But Janetti answered a fan's question on Facebook sometime a few years ago regarding the moment. Janetti claims that it was the Brooklyn Brawler who was dressed up as the Undertaker. I love I love that era of Undertaker. <laughs> and, and and how they sell the gimmick and there's imposters, the real one. Oh, it was it was so good. You try to pull that nowadays, oh man. <laughs> Man, you would be out of business in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, they even had Leslie Nielsen investigating where Undertaker was. They did a whole skit on that. Well, that it's important. <laughs> Very important. It's oh man, I would love to see them try something like that again. And by love, I mean <laughs> I would probably cringe the whole time, but I would give them kudos for having the cojones to do it. I guess the most recent what supernatural gimmick I could think would be the Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't trying to be like, is this the real boogeyman? Is this an imposter? Or like, it's they just like many, it's the boogeyman. They knew he was ridiculous. They let him eat bad facial <laughs> scarring from wannabe pop musician wrestlers. I mean, they had mini boogeyman. Well, yeah, but mini version of anything's fine, Greg. You don't need an explanation for that. <laughs> If there was a mini big show, we wouldn't need to explain it. You just listen and uh, enjoy that there's mini Mo Lightning and mini Sound Guy or Greg the Sound Mini. Uh, you know, when you said mini big show, I was thinking the big show, the actual wrestler big show, had a mini me called mini big show, which would kind of contradict each other. Possibly, possibly. Or like a guy named Tiny who's really big and sticking it up Enzo's backside. Um,. <laughs> But no, no, I, I, a mini version of Big Show would probably still be taller than Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Next fun fact was it's the uh, first Royal Rumble with 90 second intervals for entrances. Now, now, do you know, were they true 90 seconds or were uh, they whatever they felt like? That, that's the thing. I guess... It was the first Rumble where they officially announced, because, you know, 94, Vince McMahon was still on commentary. He told the home viewers that each interval would be 90 seconds. 
as, you know, a kayfabe Jack Tunney ruling. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, due, due to time constraints, according to Jack Tunney, who is the, the kayfabe uh, boss, you know, the... I forgot what they referred to Jack Tunney at the time. Was the executive president or when he just wasn't he just President Jack Tunney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even then, I don't mind. I mean, two minutes between in this day of age, anyway, wouldn't really go over. I mean, you short attention spans. I don't know if the stars even care that much to try to fill two minutes between. Uh, so 90 seconds or less, I'm fine with. So them making that change all the way back in 94, good for them. They saw the future. Yeah, I, that basically puts it, if if they stuck to it, which obviously, you know, any rumble, no matter how many seconds, there's always some entrances that are quicker or longer. They'd put the match at 42, or everybody would be, they'd be the number 30 or what a uh, number 30 by 42 minutes, as opposed to being number 30. By 56 minutes. Yeah. yeah it's, it is what it is. But if you want to get other shows and other matches on the card, it makes a lot of sense. And back then, I think they actually did, for the most part, enforce the 90 seconds. They probably did for that show since they made a point of saying it. Yeah, but hey, I mean, we, they we, make, well, we, they make a point of it all the time now, even <laughs> to the day. But they don't they don't kind of follow it. They just point. They just say right. like these dumb kids watching the show. They won't know the difference. They're not going to time this. Yeah, yeah. Are these kids? They're so stupid. They'll they'll cheer anything we tell them to cheer. That's why they love Roman Reigns. Wait, they're cheering Rusev too. Ooh, we need to stop this. Ooh, we can't have that. Uh, more than half the entrances made the Royal Rumble debut. Again, I mentioned this was kind of the beginning of the new generation. This was when, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the. Uh, the veterans were being phased out. You know, a lot of the uh, the juiced up muscle heads were being phased out as the the new generation was coming in with more believable bodies taking their place. Uh, any anybody stand out? Well, uh, amongst the uh, the new generation stars that were coming in, uh, making their Royal Rumble debut would be uh, Lex Luger. Uh, the Steiner Brothers, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, same with Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, and the Smoking Guns. Okay, yeah, some some notable names there for sure. Yeah, I'm just happy that Scott Steiner made his debut. That's, <laughs> that's all that but matters th- to me. This was, this was uh, hand-slapping, baby-face, uh, all-American uh, Michigan Scott Steiner. you got to start you know, somewhere, the, man. With, with his Michigan varsity jacket and... Yeah. This was this was back when uh, it was uh, Rick Steiner was viewed as the future of the tag team, and and Scott Steiner was in uh, Rick's shadow. Uh, the dog face gremlin. I mean, if your face looks like a dog, you obviously <laughs> need to be behind the future inevitable big bad booty daddy. <laughs> I mean, the purple warrior named because most likely his penis. So if you're promoting that, then, yeah, a guy with a dog face, yeah, you want to put him secondary. That's why he's selling insurance now, and Scott Steiner is wrestling and running a Shoney's. <laughs> Do we know that it's a Shoney's? Um, maybe it's a Rax. Maybe it's a Rax. <laughs> I do miss Shoney's buffet. They used to have an excellent breakfast buffet. 
I just like there's no Shonies around me anymore, though. I don't think there's Shonies around anyone. <laughs> Scott Steiner Shonies? <laughs> typing it in. Typing it in. Or you should just type it. What's the name of Scott Steiner's restaurant? Review of Scott Steiner's Shonies. I was right. Do not do not doubt my Scott Steiner restaurant knowledge, okay? I thought there wasn't any Shoney's. I hey, I love the Shoney's uh, breakfast buffets. Well, Maybe can you Scott imagine Scott Steiner's really good? His breakfast buffet's got steroids in it. Yeah, Maybe 54, they'll bring a, 54 they'll bring reviews one near of it. Me. I'm going to start reading some of these reviews. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Scott Steiner's ham cubes are amazing. Well, yeah. Oh, right, that's an exact quote. His ham cubes are amazing. <laughs> Eating hair is like winning the King of the Ring competition. <laughs> All right. Um, no, that's not that's not a good one there. Oh, you don't want to read the good one, the, the bad reviews? Of course not. Of course not. Uh, one person, some Amber G bitch, is saying that the green beans were way too salty. Well, you know, you don't want to have a high, high salt content. Salt's not good. Not good for the. Uh... Good for the blood pressure. Yeah, well, maybe Amber's being a salty bitch, so <laughs> apparently she needs to drop the amount of salt she's given, too. <laughs> Never heard of Steiner. Terrible experience. Won't be back. <laughs> That's got to be my favorite one. Yeah, apparently there is a, 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 um, a display of his career, like a career look back <laughs> uh, in the Shonies. Nine nine forty. Oh, this is two years ago, so the price may have changed. But uh, uh, Michael was really impressed with the nine forty nine dinner buffet. It was always. I remember the breakfast buffets from Shoney's. That's that's what I remember. Of course, yes. You've mentioned was, that like three times now. Yes, we get it. You <laughs> like and miss the Shoney's buffet. <laughs> I just wonder what they have on display. Like, uh, is it from Steiner's latter WCW career where? They got like a cardboard cutout with, with uh, his 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 women friends around him, or if it's the varsity jacket. No, no, it's actually um, female employees have to stand around the cutout. <laughs> if they're not cleaning tables or cooking, they have to so stand by the cutout. That's the big bad booty daddy cutout with the chainmail. With the chainmail. But updated with like the chest tattoo and all that. <laughs> So yeah, that's, I'd like, that's what I'd you like do. to see a picture of the uh, the. I'm sure somebody's had to have taken a picture of the the Steiner Shrine and Shoney's. According to Yelp, there's a couple questions uh, that people can ask, and one person asked, "Do they sell sharpies here?" <laughs> and, and the answer is, it's a restaurant. If you mean the permanent markers, I've never seen them for sale here, and I've been many times. <laughs> so that guy loves Steiner Shoney's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to go. It's down in Georgia, but let's make this happen, Greg. <laughs> we'll stop by the KFC Museum on the way down. Right. We'll it's, make it's the road on trip. the way, right? What's that? It's on the way, right? Uh, probably. We can make it on the way. <laughs> we'll go to the KFC Museum for you, Scott Center Shoney's for me, and then a whole we bunch go of breakfast time, though. What, what? Huh? We gotta go at breakfast time so I can get a Shoney's breakfast buffet. <sighs> we'll go a couple times a day. <laughs> I don't have faith that Scott Center is gonna be there at eight in the morning. Scott Steiner sleeps in because of the big bad booty part of Big Bad Booty Daddy. He's up all night. Come on, Greg. He's not going to be there at 8 in the morning. We got really off topic, by the way. I know. I know. I, 
I even got to look the list here to see even where I'm at. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about the the new uh, entries, the first time appearances. Okay, I got you. Yep, I'm back on track now. Uh, next fun fact does not involve Steiner, by the way. Um, then why even say it? <laughs> it was oh three scheduled participants were substituted for. Uh, as we mentioned, um, Ludwig Borga was one of them. You know, he had that injury. He was supposed to pull double duty and be in the Rumble match. Uh, but he was replaced in the Rumble, not by Bam Bam Bigelow, but by new- newcomer Quang, who was better known as Savio Vega as a masked ninja. Never heard of Savio Vega, but Quang I was a big <laughs> fan of. Huge fan. I wish wish he'd open a restaurant. In the same night that Borga was injured, the 1-2-3 kid hurt his knee and uh, was replaced by another newcomer. Uh, His name would be Thurman Sparky Plug, the friendly race car driver, who with a few gimmick tweaks later eventually became Hardcore Holly. Slight tweaks, though. Really, I don't think there was any different other than the outfit. It's he cut the mullet. That's just that's just a haircut. That's that's not a gimmick, Greg. Your hair is not a gimmick. <laughs> if it is, then Greg, your gimmick is changing drastically. Brutus Brutus the barber had a you know a hairish a hair hair related gimmick. Yeah, and it worked back then. Again, it was an innocent era for pro wrestling. <laughs> Things were different uh, back then, Greg. Then the. Uh, the final replacement was, or the person that got replaced was Kamala. Uh, he was then replaced by Virgil, who was basically fed to Diesel as a part of Vince McMahon's demand, let's make Kevin look strong. Well, you know, just have, have him toss around Virgil. Obviously, if you toss around Virgil, that means you're a huge deal. <laughs> Nobody ever did that. Perfect idea. Brilliant idea. And the final fun fact, uh, we mentioned that there was two Royal Rumble winners. That's because uh, Bret Hart and Lex Luger both fell out at the same time, uh, which then created that uh, double elimination that uh, uh, they were both awarded the, uh, the, the as winners, the co, what they call them, co-winners of the Royal Rumble, Bret Hart and Lex Luger. Uh, Brett says that Lex controlled how they fell over the ropes, and it was uh, Lex's um, control that made it look as good as it did. So he's he's given all the credit to Lex Luger for uh, making it that that double elimination work out to where it looked like they both hit at the exact same time. Uh, for WWE's part, though. Uh, uh, they instructed the cameramen to avoid the side of the ring that they were going to fall out on. Uh, so then there would be no definitive uh, footage caught at the ending that would say yeah, one way or the other. Well, I guess kind of like that whole Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar debacle and falling out of the steel cage. I say back then it felt a little bit more fresh and original. <laughs> right. Uh, again, that's what happens when decades go by. So that's, that's no skin off of them trying it nowadays. But yeah, for, for back then, that was a big deal. 
That was pretty shocking. Now we just roll our eyes and we're like, ugh, come on, <laughs> just announce a winner. Just get it over with. Uh, unless it was that John Cena and Batista one, which came out pretty funny. Why is that, Greg? Because it wasn't meant to happen. Oh, I'm not I, talking I, about Vince McMahon's injury. Oh, I mean, I that, that's not that. funny. That's, that's hilarious, dude. That's not funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> maybe if he worked his quads a little bit more than his upper body, maybe it would have been fine. <laughs> Obviously. And I can say that because I hit the gym like once a week. Thank you. <laughs> is that the last fun fact there? Yeah, it'd be the final fun fact. That was like, what, seven or eight of them? I lost count once we started uh, talking about Shoney's and Scott Stein. Once I started thinking about the breakfast buffet, uh, the breakfast I really buffet tuned out of this show. Off. You know, I, I, I've, I've gone to the Golden Corral's breakfast buffet. I've gone to the the um, hometown buffet's breakfast buffet. But, man, maybe it's just me in hindsight. Cause I, again, I was a small kid. I just remember that Shoney's buffet being the best. There's still a couple around, Greg, and you know one now. <laughs> you can see if nostalgia holds up, if, if your taste buds are lying to you or not. It could be. could be a vague memory. I might be, re- I might be remembering it better than what it actually was. Woo! This has been a presentation of WrestlingAudio.com. And most of all, I'm sick of you fans who actually buy into that crap! The time you've spent listening, you'll never get back.